Welcome to the VO School podcast, dedicated to the art, craft and business of voiceover. Each week builds upon the last to give you a comprehensive understanding of a career in VO. My name is Jamie Muffet. I'm a full-time voice talent and audio engineer, and I'll be joined by some of the industry's top professionals on both sides of the microphone to drill down and dig up the truth. Hello, this is episode two. Thank you to everyone who's listened to episode one. It's had a good response. I've had a lot of messages and uh, thank you. So the theme of this episode is the voice actor. If the theme of the first episode was the voice industry looking outwards, this episode is looking inwards or from the perspective of the voice industry looking at the talent. So what does the industry expect of the talent? What does the talent have to do? What do they have to know? How do they have to behave, etc.? So uh, that's the theme. Uh, I've got some housekeeping as well that I want to run by you. We have a Twitter account. So if you want to get in touch, go to at VOSchoolPro on Twitter. You can follow along with announcements and all that fun stuff, and you can send me a message. I'm also on Twitter. My personal account is JamieMusicNYC. You can send me random abuse on that as well, if you'd like. I did run out of time slash forgot to ask questions from you guys this episode. We were getting so into it that it just slipped my mind, so sorry about that. Um, I will be sure to include them in next week's episode. And I will inform you of who the guests are next time. I know I keep saying that I'm going to let you know in the previous episode who's on the next one, but I'm just not that organized, apparently. So apologies for that. But if you follow us on Twitter, you'll find out that way. And then you can direct your questions to me uh, once you know who's on and what the subject is. I think that's it, really. I don't think there needs to be much prep. I'm excited to present this interview. We had a, a great chat a couple of days ago. And I hope it's useful for you. So we're going to have a quick break and then I will introduce you to today's guests. Okay, here it is. Style. Power. You're watching the home of the NFL. The all-new iPhone. Reserve your Disney World season pass now. Through all the runny noses, three in the morning coughs. An all-new American crime story, tonight on FX. Hi, it's J. Michael Collins, and these are just a few examples of the first-class demos my team and I are producing. If you'd like to have something similar, visit jmcvoiceover.com and click on the Demo Production tab to find out more. Jodie Krangle began her career as an SEO specialist and media buyer for local companies. She became a full-time VO 10 years ago and is now a highly sought-after talent across North America and around the world. Jodie has voiced the national and international commercial campaigns for companies such as Bissell, Kraft, Capri Sun and Visit Orlando. She's narrated documentaries for HGTV in the US and Slice Network in Canada. Her clients also include Walmart, Target, Nestle, Bayer, Ubisoft, and Ashley Furniture Home Store. Jim Canelli is a 30-year voiceover industry veteran. 
He is the owner and executive producer at Lotus Productions, a full-service voiceover studio in Manhattan's Flatiron District. He is also co-founder of Real-Time Casting and has cast thousands of projects for the world's largest brands, production houses and film and TV studios. With too many credits to mention here, Jim is a respected and prolific forward thinker and is known for his honest insight and positive attitude. Here's our interview with Jody Krangle and Jim Kennelly. All right, so in the first episode last week, I was talking about the voice industry with uh, Rudy and Amanda, and we were looking at it from the perspective of new talent coming in and the current state of the industry and things like that. So I want to flip that around this week, and I want to look at talent coming in from the perspective of the industry. So what does a new talent coming in, what skills do they have to possess? And are these skills things that they have to have innately, or are they things that they can learn? I would say that at the very least, you need to be able to pronounce your words. Mm. Um, If you have... um, chronic mush mouth, <laughs> you might have a problem in this business. Um, also, reading. Uh, reading comprehension and reading aloud um, are things that you can teach yourself over time to get better at, definitely. But having some sort of, um, you know, aptitude towards it is always a good idea. Um, beyond that, I think you really can learn just about everything else. Right. And Jim, what do you, what do you think? Well, I'll, I'll agree with Jody. She's uh, correct. Uh, you can learn most of the things that are necessary to become a successful voiceover talent. Certainly, it's important to have talent, but you can grow your skills as a voiceover talent through lessons, through uh, reading out loud is a good suggestion. I think it's very important to bring a background that's developed, uh, that you've had other experiences in your life. Uh, when we cast and we look for voices, start to get to know voices, uh, voice talents. We're looking to understand who they are, what they've done in their life. Maybe they've uh, worked as lobbyists. Maybe they've worked in the medical f- profession. Maybe they've been police officers. Uh, we try to understand that about a person because of the authenticity and the real tea that uh, producers want in voiceovers today. Mm. We're trying to match up who someone is inside of themselves with also with their ability to deliver copy. That's interesting because I wouldn't initially jump to that as, you know, life lessons being a critical skill to or um, thing to bring to a career in voiceover. But I completely agree that absolutely is Yeah, I would would say that, uh, yeah, my experience, the best talent are intelligent. It comes Mm. across the mic. It comes through. They're able to understand what a writer or producer is aiming at. They're able to quickly understand what's trying to be achieved in the copy. Uh, So it's much more than just a mechanical exercise when you're reading on mic. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you're really trying to communicate someone's best ideas one to another, it takes a little more soul. Right. And interestingly, neither you nor Jody and I feel the same way. None of us have mentioned having a big, booming, fantastic voice. It's, <laughs> no. it's, it's more about, yeah, it's, it's more, more about, what you do with it. Yeah. But obviously you, Jamie, and you, Jody, are talents. And I'm not. I'm a producer. I'm a director. I do casting. 
But right away, I know that both of you have fantastic voices. You have lovely voices that are easy to listen to. Uh, you don't have to be this sort of deep resonant or this, you know, Kate Mulgrew type of female right. voice. You know, that, there was a moment for that. Uh, understandably, my career is a little longer than yours. Uh, so there was a moment of that in the 80s and 90s where that was kind of the vogue. But uh, voiceovers is always changing. Uh, as a whether it's here in the United States or around the globe, uh, culture is always changing. So the mm -hmm. type of voices that people are responding to changes with our cultural changes. So, what do you think then is one of the hardest challenges for a new voice actor? We're in 2017 right now. What is it that's what's the biggest challenge to overcome? Do you think in uh, voice or in production? Just starting out as a voice actor. So if you're, you know the a talent may have a, a passion for, you know, animation or, or whatever, or they just want to get into this career. What is the biggest hurdle for getting in, do you think? That's a good question. I mean, my first response to that would be getting out of your own way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, mostly because, you know, I do consider this acting, but it's a different type of acting. Mm. And you sort of have to be yourself at the same time. And you have to be yourself while you have headphones on and you're speaking in front of a long cylindrical object and you're yeah. in a booth that's completely, you know, it's a completely manufactured environment. Yeah. <laughs> and yet you have to sound natural. Right. <laughs> you know? Conversational. So, yeah. So that does require acting. It, it requires being in your head so that you can be where you need to be. Um, in order to get across the emotions and connect with the copy, you know, that in order to do that in the way that you need to do it to satisfy the copywriters and the people who are making the commercial or the, you know, uh, anthem anthemic video or whatever it is you're doing. So you think overthinking is, is a problem when people start out? They make... uh, Yeah, I think it can really stop a lot of people up. Um, and that that just goes away with with practice and mm. with coaching and with understanding your environment as you go. Um, because the more uh, comfortable you are in front of a microphone, the less it impacts you when you're actually performing. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I completely agree. You, If you're second guessing everything you're saying, you're not you're not invested in the script. You're not yeah. thinking about those emotions. You know, even if it is, it, it may sound corny, but even if it is for a you know, an internet spot or something for, you know, Chuck's local car dealership or whatever. whatever it's for, there's, yeah. there's some motivation there and you want to sure. get that emotion across or whatever. So yeah, if you're, if you're really agonizing over every little decision. I, I think, uh, I think patience is very important mm -hmm. when you're starting out. Uh, we also, we always talk about how patience equals trust and trust equals speed. Uh, the industry is all about speed now. So when mm -hmm. a new talent is, uh, Looking at this industry, this industry is moving at such a fast pace yeah. that it's difficult to think you can get on the train. Like, it's moving so quickly. It's moving yeah. at warp speed. So uh, how do I catch up to warp speed? Uh, but what we say to uh, young talents or y even young producers, uh, I always tell them, like, hey, you have to be patient. Because in being patient with talent, be patient with your clients, you build up trust. Yeah. And once you start to build up trust that's when you start to pick up speed. Mm -hmm. And now I know that if I was had a script and I had a client that needed to cast it and I sent it to you, Jamie, or if I sent it to you, Jody, I trust you guys 
because we know each other as professionals, that you're going to be able to fly through that material and get me this audition back so quickly in mm-hmm. a really professional, perfect way. So for young talents, I would say you really just need to be patient. You know, just take your time, mm. learn, you know, take your classes, read out loud as Jody suggested, uh, some of the suggestions Jamie is giving you. And if you're patient, you'll gain the trust of the people you work with. And then all of a sudden you'll find that you've picked up the speed that's necessary to be successful in the industry right now. So is there a danger of burning bridges if you jump in too early? Mm. I don't know uh, about I think, that. I think, yeah. yeah. That, could, that could happen <laughs> anywhere, but... Uh, you know, this industry is built on redos. You know, if, if there wasn't for redos, there'd only be half an industry. Yeah. So uh, I think it's okay to, I'm a big fan of, uh, again, when we talk to young talents, uh, we talk about, hey, just fire away. Uh, fire away is what the world is about now. Mm. You know, I came from a world that was like, uh, you know, get your demo made and make it all perfect. And then you get your mailing list and then you send it out and then you follow up on it. Yeah. And that's You'll the way we, we were it. taught that. It'll just never happen. But yeah. millennial mm. producers and m- millennial people, uh, they just believe in fire away. It's right. like I, uh, we were talking to some young talent yesterday who dropped into our studio to uh, you know just talk about the industry. And, I, and I'm saying to them, hey, just everybody you meet, everywhere you go, say you're a voiceover talent. Just keep right. telling people you're a talent. And eventually there'll be connections where someone will say, oh, I, have, I know someone who's a voiceover talent. How about Meg? And then all of a sudden, Meg's in a studio recording something, and mm-hmm. maybe she'll do a good job, maybe she won't. She won't, but she's still learning. You're still learning. You're still moving your career forward. So, mm-hmm. right, kind of a fire away. Project. Be patient, yeah. but fire away is kind of like uh, contradictions. But I, I believe in both of them. Yeah, and you kind of learn um, definitely in the beginning, and you know, I, I wouldn't advise this to everybody but you know you you kind of learn sometimes by falling on your ass <laughs> right yeah <laughs> those yeah, are life fail. lessons <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are ones you don't forget <laughs> <laughs> have you had so, any cringy moments you want to let us know about Jody, oh <laughs> I, i've had several but none i really want to relate <laughs> no okay <laughs> that's fair enough i'll we admit that it, it's rare but occasionally occasionally i have a dream where the takes really good and I can't get the machine to go into record. Right. Oh, it's no. like unreal. I'm there like, oh. it won't go in record. It's a great read. <laughs> Enough, that's, just, that's just frightening. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're in the booth and you realize you're naked or something. Yeah. Right. It's like being in the test, having the exam at school. Yes. Exactly. I didn't yes. study. <laughs> oh, so that's a really interesting perspective that you should just launch in but with some degree of caution is that fair right. to say well, i think you need to be patient that it just doesn't <laughs> mm-hmm. happen overnight you know? yeah you know you can you know project out you want to be you know vision out i want to be on a super bowl ad but you know you better be patient yeah, yeah. it's gonna take a little time <laughs> yeah. and you have to be receptive to where the industry sort of puts you as well you can have a goal but you don't necessarily know where you're going to find your niche and where you're going to be placed is that would that be a fair thing to say yeah because the industry is always changing you know it's very important to be flexible in the industry uh Mm -hmm. you know we we talk to uh and i'm sure jody and jamie you do too we talk to talents and it's like well you know don't keep falling back into the voice you book in you know if you just keep going back to that voice you know we see it all the time it's like yeah that's a nice voice but people don't want that anymore you know i know that's your that's your booking voice but you have to change you got to listen to what's going on the air right now and 
you have to be flexible. So, mm-hmm. so Jody, you start. You, we were talking before we started recording here, and you said you started about ten years ago. So, how do you think things have changed from uh, as a newcomer in the last ten years? Well, I think as Jim mentioned before, things have gotten a lot faster. Mm. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I have been asked by clients to deliver projects to them um, in a half an hour. And, you know, being able to do that is part of my value added, um, you know, service. That's part of what I can offer. Mm. Um, But I didn't get I did not get asked that a whole lot, you know, even five years ago. Right. Um, I think it's just that technology has gotten so, um, well, fantastic. I mean, just the fact of, you know, where we're doing this interview. <laughs> yes. Right. Just, you know, that says it right there. Um, we're not in the same room. I'll just uh, get that out there if anyone's wondering. <laughs> yeah. We're in three but different locations. it sounds like we are. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just technology has gotten so incredible in the last five years, even, you know, quicker than that. I mean, I think Zoom is only a, a maybe two years, I think, something like that. Yeah. Um you know, these things keep popping up. And so um, clients and producers and studios are aware of all these technologies and they want to use them and I want to use them. And what that does is it speeds up my job. <laughs> right. Um, not only how fast I can do the job, but how fast I can deliver the job. So it's a it's continuing professional development as well, you know, yeah. as you're yeah. well, very much learning technology. That's that's half of it. Learning the technology. <laughs> yeah. I want to touch on that in a little while. Right. It, it, we'll talk about, I always talk about being a, a really good production partner, but uh, besides the industry moving much faster too, agency producers are challenged by much heavier workloads. Uh, that's a big difference. And that's also one of the reasons why you have to be up to speed technology-wise. You have to be able to deliver quickly because mm-hmm. these producers that we're working with they're on many accounts. They're not just on one account. You know, if you look at the old ad world, it was like, well, I work on the Bud Light account. And that was it. That's all right. you worked on. <laughs> and now you work with millennial producers who are on four or five different accounts. And even though they may have Jody in a session like this or you in a session like this, Jamie, and you're producing something, they're on their laptops or on their phones talking to their other two clients who, <laughs> yeah. and they're working yeah. two days down the road. And meanwhile, it's they're they're recording your session and you're like, well, how'd you like that take? And they're like, that was good. That was great. Yeah, uh, it's all good. And we got to go. And then it's like, do it three more times and we're out of here. Send it to me on WeTransfer. We're gone. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, okay. And the, but that's the, in, that's the industry. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then I, I guess, Jamie, you were going to lead us somewhere else? Or? Well, no, I was going to launch from when you were talking about technology there that I'm, I'm trying to put my, myself in the position of someone starting out and someone who just wants to be, be a voice talent. And that's what they want to do because I've had people come up to me, and I'm sure this is the case for both of you, where they say things like, you know, I've got a passion to be in animation or whatever it is, and or people say I've got a great voice but and I want to do this job, but... It takes a while for me to explain to people that there's more to it than just doing the voicing. Oh, yeah. You have to wear so many hats mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to do this job. And I wonder if we can explore this idea a little bit. Um, I've made a little list, I very short and very broad, but they have to not only be an actor, but they have to be a marketer, an accountant, mm-hmm. an audio engineer, you know, self-publicist, um, so many different things they have to Web learn. Web promoter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's tons. 
brand, create create your own brand. Yes. Uh, on the tech side, we, we always do, I mentioned, I said it before, like uh, talents that we work with uh, sort of pride themselves already on being the best possible production partners because mm-hmm. uh, you're trying to meet the challenge that the agency people have. The agency people are being told, look, you've got to create something that's streamlined, efficient, consistent. We want to be able to uh, also factor in financial factors. Uh, we have to balance all these things. So right. they're looking for talents who are good production partners. And so that means you have to be able to record, capture, and deliver audio in a professional manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to do that perfectly, consistently, and quickly, just like Jody was talking about. So that means a home studio setup or an audition setup that gives the producer who you're trying to help the ability to both direct you and receive your audio in an efficient manner. I would say that one of the most important things when you're building any kind of home studio is the environment. Yeah. Um, I don't care what mic you have. <laughs> I don't really think that matters unless it's a really bad mic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you want something serviceable, but it doesn't need to be a 416 or a U87. You don't need that starting out, definitely. Right. You just need a quiet, dead environment so that you can give whatever producer you're working with all the tools to do the best that they can do. Right. It has to be, it has to be have a consistent sound, mm-hmm. a consistent recording environment. That's necessary. I can't, I can't come to you in January and you sound great. And then I come back to you at the end of January and your room sounds crappy. You know, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't help me. That's not consistent. So you have to be working to build a consistent recording environment. So then I can trust you. And if you're not in a major center like New York, LA, London, wherever else, you do have to deliver the final product as well. It isn't just auditions or practice. Right. I think, and I think that's standard now. You yeah. know, we hire people all around the world. We work globally. Well, yeah, uh, there's Source Connect, there's uh, IPDTL, there's ISDN by uh, itself or through a bridge. And a Bidalgo um, Call. And Bidalgo Call, <laughs> Which exactly. is what we're on right now. <laughs> yes. And it, um, yeah, so it's all there. You have to be able to use WeTransfer. You have to use Dropbox. Yes. Uh, you have to be able to deliver your audio that way. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and these things are like de facto now. It's like this is the way the industry runs. Yep. Um, there's still a moment, you know, I'm in my studio in Manhattan right now, but it's a luxury. This is, uh, you know, this is an extension of my ego. I rent space on Broadway and I have a studio and talents can come in. And for some celebrity talents, that's necessary. Mm. Uh, But for, you know, it's a level playing field in voiceovers now. Uh, I can hire Jody in Canada in a heartbeat. I can hire talent in Virginia Beach and Florida and up in anywhere in the world. We can hire people in one click. Yeah. So, um, doesn't really matter anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the whole idea that like, well, we got to talk to people in New York and L.A. Uh, that's over with. Like, uh, <laughs> Thankfully. Uh, which is a, Otherwise, which is I wouldn't good, have a business. In, in the end, yeah. it's a good thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I can tell you, I know we did a sag after job for a fast food chain just two weeks ago. We did a big audition here in New York. All the top shops. We did some other people that we know who were involved in it. And it was won by a woman in Indianapolis, in a home studio. Oh, I love that. Okay. It's the truth. So for a lot of people who think this industry revolves around Chicago and L.A. and New York, Mm -hmm. not every time. Yeah, I mean, uh, the technology doesn't limit the sound quality as much as people think it does. When you go to a studio in 
you know, like you were talking about your own studio there, Jim, or, you know, other studios in major centers. Mm -hmm. It's more the facility that enables people to sit in the same room and talk and talk through the talk back at the talent and things like that. It's not necessarily, you know, the technology. So you don't necessarily need to feel limited by your setup at home. So long as you do have your uh, connectivity set up, I'd say having the ability to phone patch, Skype, you know, IPDTL, Source Connect, maybe even ISDN at some point. Maybe that will phase out. That's another discussion. Mm-hmm. If you can actually plug in to your internet connection as opposed to being Wi-Fi, that yeah. generally will serve you a bit better. Yeah. That's that's too tech, Jamie. Yeah, I know. We're going to. We're <laughs> going to. Don't, don't geek I'm, the I'm podcast wearing another out. Hat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm running. We're running before we can walk. <laughs> but the, there is an element that if you do want to compete uh, on a professional level in 2017, heading towards 2020, you have to get your geek side on. You know, yeah. no one's going to serve it to you. You really have to understand what's happening in this industry and technology, how we interconnect, like in many other industries, is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Geeks rule the world. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank, thank, thank heavens. Yes. Um, so, so where, does, where does one go to learn this stuff? Where do, where do you go to learn the tech side? I think it has to do with forming relationships, you know, like obviously there's a podcast like this and there's tons of information on the web and mm. everybody has an opinion. But I think when it comes down to it, like a, a big thing in, in voiceovers is to form relationships with people, other talents, producers, mm-hmm. studio people. And when you really can connect to someone and say, hey, can you help me out? Can you get me through the weeds here and tell me what I really need? You know, that's the service we try to provide with people when we meet them. It's just like, hey, let me break it down for you. Because, yeah. you know, the web is great. But if you just go on the web, there's, you know, 10,000 articles on microphones. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. Can figure. And lots you, of you, conflicting you, information. Oh, yes. Depending right. on how old it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, you know, that's just, there's a lot of ego out there. So, so it's so it's yeah. about, you know, it's about forming relationships. You know, like you could... You know, if someone sent Jamie or Jody or me an email saying like, hey, what about this microphone? What do you think? I'd be like, yeah, the mic's great. You know, if you have the money, go ahead, buy it. You know, mm. I have to say the Facebook groups are fantastic for this. Um, voiceover yeah. pros in particular, um, because they have pretty much everybody on there that, you know, is, is doing this on a daily basis and has their own studio and knows about this tech and um has their own area of expertise. Um, Mm. There's also uh, different Adobe Audition uh, Facebook groups. There's an IPDTL Facebook group. There's one for Source Connect. There's all sorts of ones that you can get involved in. Terry Daniels' voiceover camp is quite good for for those starting out, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one, too. There are a lot of them. So really, Facebook is a huge, huge resource for that. I would say echoing what both of you have said you have to also pick and choose the kind of advice you receive it's it's very straightforward Mm -hmm. to google the person that's giving you the advice maybe it's just me getting on my hobby horse here but there are very well-meaning people who are just regurgitating information that they've heard that's not necessarily (laughs) reputable um so i would i would make sure you research the people that are giving you the advice to make sure they know what they're talking about Mm -hmm. Uh, because i've i've seen some awful advice (laughs) <laughs> from a text I think we angle. all have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just listen to this podcast and we'll tell you who to listen to. Yeah. You'll get Jody all the answers here. Yeah, Jody and Jim have got the Jamie seal of approval. So. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's so worth so much. Nice to know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, the tech side. What about 
this this is where I struggle. What what about the marketing and promoting yourself, all that kind of SEO and all that kind of stuff? That's like a can of worms for me. Oh, where, totally. how, how do you go into that? <laughs> well, I think the first step is to really believe in it and know that uh, that's where millennial producers are looking. Mm. Uh, this is where jobs are. Uh, it's how you know younger producers are communicating. Uh, so you want to just sort of, again, dive in. You know, mm. you can, you, you, when I meet talent, and they're like, oh, I don't understand Instagram. I don't know how to use it. Well, what are you talking about? You don't understand Instagram. You know, mm-hmm. if you take a picture, you label it. That's it. It's really, it's really not that hard. It's yeah. a matter of uh, being, uh, uh, what I do to myself is I just try to make it a pattern. So it has to become a habit. Right. Uh, I tweet every morning on my train ride in. Uh, to to my office, and if I don't do it, I, it's in my mind like, oh, I didn't tweet today. Right. Uh, and uh, if somebody come in is working in our booth, and we like to take a picture of them working to kind of show that, like, hey, this is what's happening uh, for like Instagram or Snapchat. Where if I, well, since somebody leaves and I don't take the picture right away, I'm like, oh, wait, I didn't take their picture. Wait. Right. But like, I know, people, I'm constantly trying to get you to not take my picture. Yes, yeah, I know. But <laughs> someone like someone like Jamie knows, like, oh, Jim's going to take my picture. But on the flip side, there are uh, some of the actors and actresses came come in and they're like, oh, I wore this blouse today because I knew you were going to take my picture. And I'm like, and that's great. You know, that's a good thing. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, so my advice as far as like uh, trying to create your own brand and be involved in social media platforms, uh, try to make it a habit. You know, mm-hmm. once, it, once it gets built into your professional habit, just like reading out loud, following trends, uh, learn about Instagram, learn about Twitter and, and use them just, and just try things, put it out there. You know, and there are tons of articles about like, it's got to be a story. It's got to have a storyline. Just don't be boring. You know, th- there's articles like that you can mm-hmm. follow. Yeah. Jody, do you employ all these techniques in your career? Um, I employ a lot of them. Um, mm. I'm a little less uh, vocal on Twitter, although I am there <laughs> every okay. once in a while. I usually tend to comment on other people's things. <laughs> or um, if I find something that I that really resonates with me, I'll post it in both Twitter and Facebook. Sometimes on my own website, um, I have a blog, and I'm not really putting things in there to educate other people necessarily. I'm kind of talking about what happens in the daily grind. Um, So, uh, you know, what kind of direction did they give me? What kind of audition specs were there? And I got this job, so what did I deliver for them? And then Mm. maybe show the video of what it was. Um, Because I find that's... helpful. It's a good idea. Well, yeah, I find it would be helpful for other people, but, um, you know, just knowing how much the specs affect what they actually end up going for. Um, Sometimes not at all. (laughs) And and sometimes, yes, definitely. So it's interesting to see how that shapes up. Um, I am on Facebook a lot. (laughs) Yeah. It's Probably good. more than I should be because it's kind of one of those rabbit hole things. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. Well, and we we try to use social media to encourage people. Like when I'm uh, on Twitter, I'm trying to say something encouraging. I'm trying mm-hmm. to point people towards things that I see that are coming in the voiceover industry. Like if you did follow me on Twitter, you see I'm talking about things that are coming. Like you have to start yeah. thinking about this because again, sure. I want you to be successful. Whether it's you, Jamie, or you, Jody, or 10,000 other voices, you have to be growing with me and other producers who want the best talent. You know, like in the mm-hmm. end, yes, the industry's moving quickly and all these things are happening, but 
creative people, producers like me, we still want great voices, beautifully executed, that engage the audience. Uh, doesn't matter what platform you're on or what venue we're using you on. So we're, I'm trying to encourage people to grow and say, hey, look at this. Look what's happening in the industry. Uh, mm. And then on Instagram, we're really just trying to show people being successful, being happy, uh, to encourage them. They're like, hey, hang in there. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you're on a dry spell, but look, here's somebody we're working with, and this is how they got the job, and we had a great time doing it. So we're trying to use it to, you know, encourage people and really show like, hey, this is, this is who we are as Lotus Productions. Mm-hmm. Right. That's cool. And it goes both ways. I think, you know, as a talent, you can then research auditions that come in. You can look at brands online and get a sense of yeah. you see the names. their vibe. Yeah, exactly. Right. In their previous, their, you know, their campaigns. And yeah. I know just this week on uh, this past Sunday, I was looking at Twitter and a voice talent down in Florida had said like, hey, I'm on this NBA 2K spot. And there it was. And I looked at it and I said, oh, I like this guy's voice. So right away, I sent him an email on Sunday, and I said, like, hey, man, I saw your tweet. I like your voice. Send me your demo. Send me your, you know, your demos. Oh, wow. And today, we sent him down an audition right away. It was like, okay, let's see what's happening, you know. Fantastic, so, yeah. So it happens. You know, this is, you know, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not going to work every day. I'm sure this guy uh, puts his stuff up all the time, but it does happen. You know, there are people out there looking. Yeah. Yeah, I think your point, Joe, Jamie, is very good, too, because I also use, like, Twitter and Instagram to look for, for potential clients. I mean, it's good to know that, you know, people in your position, people that are casting and producers and things like that are, are, are actively open to just reaching out. Oh, you know, yeah. You don't hear Apparently about it so I need much. to post more on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, I think in when you, again, you know, I always go back to millennial producers because uh, that's who runs the industry now. You're talking about uh, men and women who are 23 mm-hmm. to 28. You know, they're making the casting decisions. Sure. And, you know, I came from a world that's... Uh, you know, major agent talent agencies in major markets. But when you talk to them about agency names in New York and L.A., they look at you like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, not all of them, but mm-hmm. right. there's, an, yeah. there's an element of that. You know, I don't want to name names of agencies, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's the industry. Again, it, it just it goes back to, you know, and it's, and it's very important to have nice representation. But uh, the way that millennial producers look for talent, look for people to help them, is totally different than Mm -hmm. five, ten years ago. And if you're not ready for that, the industry's flying by you. Jody, have have you traced any direct result of your social media outreach? Has that come back to you? Have, Have you been able to trace any of those? It's, uh, you know what, in my case, it's hard to trace. Um, sometimes, um, Sometimes I I do see some things from Facebook, but it's uh, I I really don't think that's where the millennials are. So <laughs> I think right. more I'm communicating with fellow voice talent on Facebook than I am with potential clients. Um, LinkedIn, however, has been a pretty good avenue for me, um, mm. mostly just with making connections and right. being made. Uh, having people that I connect with made aware that I'm out there. Um, That's really, you know, I think, I don't think that when you contact someone immediately on social media that they're going to hire you in five seconds. It's one of those many touch point type of things. Um, They have to see you multiple times. So um, I, I think it's harder to tell in the case of social media unless the client actually tells you. Um, because they could have seen something that you posted six months ago. Right, yeah. 
and you don't know. <laughs> and it's the start of a relationship, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. not, not like you say, it's not just an immediate like, oh, I, I heard this, let's do business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. usually it's just getting the ball rolling. I mean, no one really wants to be sold to. They just, no. they just don't. So that's part of the trend in the industry, first of all. And second of all, it's also the trend in marketing. You know, when you're contacting people, you know, don't say, I'm me, I'm wonderful. You know, you must hire me because I'm the best thing, you know. No, because they don't care. No, no. they won't just believe you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, it's reaching out and creating some kind of a relationship and getting mm. to know someone and understanding what their needs and wants are um, as far as their production capabilities and, and what they're working on and, you know, um, things that are of interest to both of you, you know, just connecting as a human being, you know, no one likes being sold to as an object. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, we're getting close to the end. So I just would like to ask you separately, um, if there's anything, any advice that you would give someone just about to start, they haven't started yet. They're about to start. What advice would you give in a specific way as you like, or a a broader way as you'd like? I always tell people, be true in small voiceover projects because it is in them that your success lies. Mm, that's very true. Yeah. That is a good one. It's like, <laughs> take those jobs, work. Don't be thinking like this is below me or anything like that. Just do your best on everything. Like make all your work, every every job you do, make it your best work. That's great advice. Yeah. Jody. Uh, I would say coaching is really important. Um, Finding the right coach, of course, but coaching is important in both developing your skills and developing your confidence because there's nothing worse than being in a session with a voice talent who's completely not confident in their abilities. Mm. That's that's going to be painful for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So really, you just need to understand your strengths and play to them and have a coach that's going to get you past your weaknesses or at least know how to deal with them. Um, someone that's going to give you the confidence to go out and get what you want, because it's not just going to fall into your lap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a hustle. It's a constant yeah. hustle. Because you're a free. <laughs> we didn't really touch on being freelancer, but the voiceover career now, as Jody knows, as you know, Jamie, it's really a freelancer's career. You know, and it, yeah. any whether you're a painter or a plumber or whatever, you know, as a freelancer, it's a hustle. Mm-hmm. We are entrepreneurs. Yeah. Very much so. Well, that's a fantastic way to end it, I think. Um, Jody, Jim, thanks so much for coming on. I think your thanks advice Thanks for inviting is... us. Oh, this was of course. a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you very much. Very much our pleasure. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Our interview with Jody and Jim. They sound like a double act. <laughs> there was so much information there, it's going to take everyone a while to unpack all of that, but I think that was a good interview, hopefully. Um, I hope it will help you in your career. I will follow up on the social media references we had there, uh, Twitter particularly. Jim can be found at VO underscore Canelli. Kennelly with two N's and two L's. And Jody is at Jody Krangle. Krangle with a K. We will be back again next week with episode three. 
Keep an eye on backstage on our social media. And if you have any questions when you find out who it is and what the subject is, shoot me a message, let me know, and I'll try and include them in our interview. We'll be getting a bit more granular from now on. These were very uh, broad subjects, the first two episodes, but we're going to drill down into more specific subjects from now on, at least for the next few episodes. So, um, yeah, be prepared to take notes (laughs) and uh, hopefully they will help you out. All right, I'll speak to you next time. Thank you to this week's guests, Jody Krangle and Jim Canelli. Please like, share, and review the VO School podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at VO School Pro and never miss an episode by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Thank you to our sponsor, J. Michael Collins, and to Backstage Magazine. Join us next week for another class. Music